0: What's up everyone? Happy New Year. It's Thursday, January 7th, 2021. Now we can officially say that we've all gotten together as a group to uh, just talk live since like early last year. So we've now spanned you know uh, two years, I guess, on the end date. Uh, kind of crazy, definitely crazy. Someone in the chat, I think it was Herm, uh, You you basically remembered one of the earlier lives that I did in like my bedroom And I had basically cut out a bunch of different little pieces of paper and explained how the economy works. Uh, And I think I used some pennies. And it's it's, it's kind of interesting, like simultaneously feels like forever ago, first of all, but also feels like yesterday. It's kind of crazy. I guess that's something that we can all relate to being in this weird COVID pandemic world. Um, But it's so great to be back. Honestly, like I tweeted this earlier this week, Um, I'm not someone who does very well taking a long vacation. Um, even when it's, you know, with family and, and Christmas and, and, and new years, uh, it's just really hard for me because there's so like, I, I wake up to probably a hundred new emails a day between, I mean, probably more, uh, between what I do here and what I do with my day job. And, uh, so first of all, I know I get a lot of emails from a lot of you. And if it, I mean, clearly it took, three weeks to get back to a lot of you or more. Uh, just just know I, I have to just churn through them. Um, but anyway, like I've missed doing this. I've missed being really connected in. Um, today we made some, some actually relatively sizable changes on the big board, uh, part of which was in reaction to uh, the China news, uh, possible bans on Alibaba and Tencent uh, for Americans, uh, which I am, but I know we have very international... Um, uh, subscriber base, um, and so go check that out if you're a Rogue member. Um, let's see, I, you know, the big news since Christmas, right, like, I, I hope a lot of you read the newsletter. I know it's kind of hard to read, like, an eight to ten minute newsletter every morning, and even, trust me, I just said I can't get to all my emails, so I totally understand if you can't get to all, all, all my emails, but um, if you read it, like, y- you would know, right, like, the big news is, okay, so, we started the year off with quite a uh, decline in the beginning of the year right here, but we just popped right back, right? We've had like two or three days of quite strong gains in the equity markets. Um, the s and 500 right here, as you can see. Um, and okay, I guess we can't do your date because we're only like a few days in, but if you look at the past three months, right? I mean, we're just grinding higher. We're just grinding higher, but right. I know like, Look, my my compatriots who are more traditional hedge fund guys and private equity guys—they have uh, since 2016, since even before that, a lot of them have poo-pooed me. Right? Um, You know, a lot of you have been here for a while, but I'm going to repeat myself for for the new subscribers. You know, I bought my first Bitcoin at 300 bucks. It's kind of crazy to see two more digits on that thing of something I bought at 300 bucks, and like obviously. Obviously I didn't buy as much as I could have or I should have I just bought one for 300 bucks, right? Like like that was my first Bitcoin I ever bought Um, Obviously I'm kicking myself, but honestly back then you wouldn't know Um, But it just the journey we've come the big news today or the big news since we've last talked has been Bitcoin has is now like it touched 40,000 today and it kind of got pinged back down. So uh, and Ethereum has ripped quite a bit too. So if you haven't watched my Bitcoin video, go watch that. That thing should be relevant until we hit half a million per Bitcoin. Um, I, you know, Obviously, another guy who's gotten extremely popular, like he's on CNBC every other day, is uh, Anthony Poppliano. Um He wasn't quite that big, if, or if he even did what he's doing now, back in the last bull run. Um, I've really only discovered him this bull run. Um, but he thinks, you know... We talk about uh, products needing to be two times bigger, five times, or sorry, two times better, five times better, ten times better. Like that's what you need your technology to be over the incumbent technology in order for that to like take off. And he also, I mean, these are all arguments I've already read like five years ago, but he he said it really succinctly. Um, Bitcoin is at least two to ten times better than gold. So, in his very back of the envelope like uh, logic uh bitcoin shit it's extremely conservative so he's calling me out there right extremely conservative to call bitcoin's target price to be uh equal to gold now you know i, I am the intersection of growth technology obsession with tech and technology with value fundamental investing right uh, so i'm going to be more conservative than your than you're like uh, the, the, you know, I, like the people, you're evangelizers of these new technologies. Uh, so I'm just going to leave it here. I mean, at, right now, my target price long, long term is probably half a million, right? I think gold has these advantages that um, that Bitcoin just doesn't have, right? It has literally thousands and thousands and thousands of years um, of history uh, and physicality. on. And when you talk about store of value, I think there's something to physicality. But Pompliano, Pomp. He also said something about um, I'd love to, like, if I did this full time, I'd I'd love to interview him um, or go on his show or something. Um, But uh, he basically said there's never been a digital version of an analog uh, product that isn't worth multiples of the analog product. I think that's totally credible. I just don't need to believe that right now. Right. I don't need to believe Bitcoin has a million dollar price target like right now you know, somewhere, but where will this, this cycle top out to me? I think it's somewhere in that like 60 000 to 200,000 range. And you just don't know, right? You just don't know. So there's a good chance, like it's only a double from here and then we crash again. Um, so we'll see. I, I have learned a lot of lessons in, through the bubbles that I've been intently watching, uh, not to get too euphoric because I did that last time. I remember buying a Bitcoin at like, I remember buying like half to one bitcoin at like fourteen, fifteen thousand, 15000 and then you know and then it went up and then down um so i'm you know i uh, i've i have uh what we like people ask me like oh i lost some money and do you do you feel bad for me or whatever no 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 that's what we call in the industry that's tuition right that kind of lesson will teach you more than any classroom will or more uh, quite frankly more than any book will and the reason why i think like i would love to Um, like this is why I love the this community we're building and it's you know comparatively to some of these like hypey people like it's slow it's steady the people here know we're generally long-term investors um, and we like to really dig into fundamentals so uh, anyway neither here nor there so anyway I'm still bullish right Uh, I did a video on Ethereum so we're going down the stack I don't think I'm going to go down because I don't I'm not like a crypto expert but If we can find more resources in this community, and I'll get to that a little later. um, Yeah, maybe we can we can cover our own crypto like we'll we'll get to that a little later. Um, Another thing is so so go watch the Ethereum video. If you uh, if you hold on, let me go to my channel. Uh, If you haven't seen it yet, it's my latest video. It's right here. Ethereum. I basically explain it. I try to explain everything with a no hype, right? Nothing's really hypey. Um, and we're not going to have the hypiest returns ever. We're just going to have solid risk-adjusted returns over time. That's oriented towards innovation. So that's cool. Um, let's see. Obviously, there's a lot of political stuff going on. We're not going to talk about that. Um, but I will say, right? So uh, the Democrats have now won a blue wave, uh, which means that it's highly likely that more U.S. fiscal spending will become forth- will become uh, will be forthcoming. Um, one day we'll have to pay for this accumulation of global debt, uh, but I don't know when, right? And until that time, until that day of reckoning, we're just going to grind higher. And again, like I learned a little lesson this time around, right? I was late. I got us back in the game, like around here, right? Or here, right? And then I, I did bought, pick some up at 400, or I guess it was 24, 2500 on the SP. And then I was like overly conservative, right? But I didn't also didn't know that, we also didn't know, like no one know. even like Gammon, who has like a quarter million follower YouTube channel, like these ec- economists, like, it's funny. I chose corporate securities because I can know something about a company that gives me more conviction about that investment than any economist can, can give themselves about uh, like macro investments. So, I mean, just take that with a grain of salt. But anyway, no one really knew the printer that they were going to come out, the the bazookas they were going to come out with. And so I think we're going to grind higher. I mean, this is, one can argue this is craziness in the stock market. But you can also argue that this is um, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar or just global fiat currency as denominated in in U.S. or global equities. I'm going to repeat that one more time for some of you new people. This might be, instead of, if you can flip it, right? And we've been talking about this for like almost a year now. This might not be craziness in the stock market per se or in isolation. This might be the devaluation of the US dollar in global fiat currency as denominated in equities writ large. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the end of the statement. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's like food for thought, right? And the issue why I'm not a macroeconomist and why I'm a corporate security guy is um, some of these things are just impossible to to trade around. So all that to say is, does it really surprise you that a digital version of gold is doing really well? It doesn't really surprise me, huh? I mean, like, this scares me. Like, honestly, as someone who's held uh, bought their first since back here and, you know, we got rejuvenated back here and through here. Like, you know, this is, I would rather it go a slow grind, but, um, you know, this is not the way that virality works. Right. So, okay. So we've covered a little bit of macro. Um, I think, let's see. Another thing is, yeah. So I think like, we're definitely keeping our, our eye on debt to GDP over the next you know, whatever decade or, or more, I'm scared about that. And you see it, right? Like some people think, see my, so there's like 7%, um, cash allocation on the rogue big board. And some people are like, Oh, that's all you have. Or, but most people who kind of know portfolio allocation, that's like a pretty sizable amount, right? There are a lot of actually hedge funds that are like, um, that are mandated, or there are a lot of funds in general that are mandated to, uh, be like, 95 plus percent invested um, you've seen the big board you can go back all the, all the history like right now we're daily calculating it so you can just see it all my mistakes all my successes are there um you know selling out of some things uh yesterday you know mistake is d- whatever but we cut our losses right so uh, you know we've gone up to 15 percent cash before uh and even higher before and it's kind of crazy because percentages are going to get wonky now because one of our investments, Bitcoin, from the very beginning, has done too well, right? When we started talking about this thing, I was, I was so scarred from that peak cycle. I was just like, you know what? This is like a 20-year thing. Um, I didn't think it was going to happen while, like before a year has passed on just streaming online to this community. So um, anyway, that's cool. We got a lot to cover. Um, I posted in the newsletter t- today... A teaser like half of the or a third of the analysis but then the full analysis uh on fubo uh, fubo tv that was a question that i believe i think noddy if you're online uh you disagreed with me and i was like because i only like right a lot of you guys ask questions and no matter how skilled you are you can only do quick takes are only so so valuable like Uh, here's the feel until you really dig into it. And then I love this one because this is a classic wall street thing. So now on, on one hand, you got Beth Kindig, who's also getting really popular. Uh, she writes for Forbes. She's on CNBC. She's, you know, full-time kind of that she's got two analysts under her. Although I will say, um, so she's a bull, right? She was one of the first public influencers type, um, I don't know. I don't even know what you call these people, like this type of analyst, right? Uh, to cover Roku. And she was right about Roku. So she was right about Roku. Um, just like, I'm going to take credit for Peloton, right? It was kind of a similar thing with Roku and Peloton. And then on the other hand, you have a traditional hedge fund, short focused hedge fund, Carisdale Capital, uh, that were, was shorted, like very aggressively. They timed it really well. But um, yeah, let's, let's pull up Fubo's chart the stock I guess we can go trading view uh, okay let's TV okay so yeah they timed it really well they released the report in December I think they probably put on the position sometime up here plus here so they probably are very well in the money there um, but now it's the battle of the bulls and bears it's the battle of the bulls and bears. And if you want to read the full analysis, I disagree with both. So I, I told you this upfront. I'm, I'm talking about like, we're going to run into a year, like in four months or five months, five months probably of streaming um, or this channel. I, I, I have been very outward in saying what I think the intellectual biases of traditional, very intellectual Harvard graduate hedge fund people are and private equity people are. They are too dogmatic. I I even wrote up this whole thing, right? It's like, it's, I wrote this long investment strategy of what we're here to do. But then on the other side, um, like the people like Beth and the people like Pomp, I think are right in the long term because uh, look look, look at the history of humankind. We are bent towards innovation and innovation usually wins. But... That being said, on an individual level, oh, um, I, well, I, I I am taking out Pomp. but like I think Beth is really really great. Um, I think I sit somewhere between them, right? So like, go read that report, and I have a price target on on the, on Fubo stock, um, and definitely join Roic if you haven't already. Thank you so much. I I assume all 350 of you on on here uh, are Roic members, but uh, if not, and you're just kind of on the fence, uh, yeah. So that's Fubo. We've covered crypto. Um, the last thing I really wanted to talk about was you know after kind of well, trying to get away over the last um, over the last you know the holiday season, is what's come into a little bit more clarity for me is what are we doing here? Um, you know, why are we spending all this time? or like why am I basically not sleeping anymore and, and bending over backwards? Uh, to just And like the, the site went down in the middle of my workday and then, uh, uh, I had to upgrade my servers to like get the site back up is I don't truly believe that there's been good quality, trustable, highly skilled, um, curated equity research for people like you and me. And when I say people like you and me, I mean just to know. I don't mean just to know on behalf of like a Citadel or on behalf of a hundred million dollar book. I mean, in the past, there's never really been trustable, like very open and honest equity research or just investing research for people like you and me. Right. Um, there has been like little iterations of that in the past, like Motley Fool, right? They did, they, they, they made their name calling like three stocks back in 1993. So if you see their charts that they use on like digital ads, um, they, they go back to 1993 because they basically picked three. It was like Apple, Amazon or whatever. Right. Um, and then they kind of flip to a seeking alpha type model. And then you got, um, and then you got like seeking alpha where it's just a bunch of like, Noise And you can't really tell the signal from the noise. I'm sure there are plenty of people that are pretty good on there. I'm not really sure. It's mostly people up and coming. And then you have uh, really, really expensive research shops. That includes sell-side. So that's like Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Deutsche Bank, like all these, all these people. And each thing, each, each report, I'm talking about like a 10-page report, costs $500. And you can't even get it even if you wanted to pay that. Right. So there's a huge bifurcation in the market. And I think that's why you're saying the Beth Kindigs, you're saying Lynn Alden, who on the macro side, you're saying now me, I guess. Like let's try let's like let's make a run at it, guys and girls. Like let's 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 make a run at this. Like I, I mean I, I just priced the thing at nine ninety-nine for Roic because it's you know, if if you have a sizable 401k retirement account, like that should be peanuts, right? Um, but, and I would say for the majority of the population, hopefully, um, who's at least established in a career and making money that shouldn't be too much to ask for. And then can we provide real institutional quality research for that price point? I'm not sure. Right. You look at, you look at seeking alpha, like they charge, like, let's look this up together actually. And, and I'm sorry, I'm not like I'm divulging, but this is something like, this is a community and I I definitely want to like share like the thoughts here um and like i have from the very beginning uh so motley fool uh price and then you got like seeking alpha premium right and then so their stock advisor that they blast on blast right is like okay i guess this one's like i don't i i i have some members who've, who've uh, subscribed here that um, okay, so this this basic one's like hundred bucks, but so it's around ten bucks a month. But um, I don't even know what this is. I, I think someone told me that this wasn't what I was thinking it was it was going to be. It was more it was more like a list of stocks that they like. Um, and then the Seeking Alpha I know is like thirty bucks a month. And then uh, after that, like okay, be- okay, here's a good example. So you go to Beth, and I I respect her. She does a lot of good work. Beth, I don't can dig. Like she knows the value of research, right? Hold on. So she has a free newsletter like we do, but then her um, let's see, premium research services, and she's got just her and like a, two analysts that I think are not Wall Street oriented. Like I think they're well, we can read their backgrounds. Um, she charges sixty-five bucks a month. So all that to say, I, I'm already getting sidetracked. But um, let's I think we can make a run at it. And being upfront, right? Like I can't, it's, I only have 24 hours a day. Like everyone does, right? I I may be top tier fund, like top tier analyst. And I'll go head to head with anybody. Um, I'll even, I will even, um, like, I I even thought like I would publish what I just wrote on Fubo and at Beth and at uh, Carisdale, But um, like, I I don't feel embarrassed at all about it. I'll I'll, I'll publish it. Uh, But that's not fair to the real community. Like I need I, like I need to provide as much premium content to the subscriber base. and um, But I only have so much time, right? I can't do the videos. I can't stream. I can't do social media. And I can't just like run the site in general and add more features. I think there's a lot more features we can do um, and do all this research. So, and the problem with research, and I'm going to end on this, the problem with research and all, a lot of you, some of you, are in college, or like in an industry, and thinking about breaking into being a fund, right? So you're talking about the top five percent of uh, students. In, uh, I'm talking about the U.S. market that get into the, you know, the feeder schools for Wall Street. Once you get in that school, only the top like ten percent of business school students get into the finance program or maybe like if you're at Dartmouth, there's no finance program, but only like the top 10% of finance students that are in feeder schools really get into Wall Street banks. And then only top 10% of Wall Street investment bankers get into a legit hedge fund or a private equity fund. And then and it then go on, so on and so forth. And even through that like thing, like you guys wouldn't believe, the, the quality of analyst is, it's a desert, right? Your entry level analyst makes like, I don't know, call like, one. I don't know what it is now, but like my first year, a decade ago, I'm not going to say that, uh, but like they make a certain point and then there's a huge gap in quality. And then you get, you, if you're really, really good and, and people know it, then you make a ton of money. So, but I think we can do it. I definitely think we can do it. And I think, I think I can train people because I've gone through the training multiple times. Um, and it's, it's, some of it, it's a philosophy thing. So, um, anyway, all that to say is that's why I ask you guys, if you guys see me trying to grow the community, we are still subscale. Um, so, you know, I would say we're about 60% of the way to scale with me loaded on plus like an analyst, maybe, um, or 60% of the way to there. So that's why, like, um, so the Christmas and new year's referral program is still going on. Um, so if you're a Roek member, definitely go like refer people and have them put your name or your email in, uh, who referred you uh, when they sign up and then you'll win. I think it was like 10 bucks or 10 bucks in Amazon gift card or 20 bucks in, uh, in the Roek store credit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's why we kind of have to grow to just even get to scale. And then after that we can start reinvesting in more and more. I think like really good analysts. So like, can we build our own little Ark invest community? And, um, like they've, they've got their own team, right? Because they have billions of capital. So anyway. Um, okay. Let, let's, um, yeah. And guys, if, uh, for you, those like Timmy, if you're asking about always, I'm a couple cents at gmail.com. And I, I customer service is like my number one priority. Any of you that have that have uh, reached out know that. So I, I I'm generally uh, I'm generally I guess like very focused on that. So I, I can get back to you pretty quickly. So just if you have any issues with ROIC and you know whatever, um just, just email me at a couple cents at gmail.com. Okay, cool. What's up everyone? Thank you so much. Sorry I was on a pedestal. Um, but let's talk let's talk stocks. We talked about Bitcoin, Ethereum. If you guys are just joining us, like rewind, rewind. It's been a crazy, crazy, crazy holiday season. I will say uh, I was going to check my Coinbase Pro account today, but Coinbase was down. The login was down. So, uh, okay, Uh, cool. And yes. Okay, so Kevin, you're right. So I'm putting, I'm ticking and tying the final touches on technically getting A discord community add-on for Roic members um, implemented so uh we've we've been kind of beta testing with a small group of users on this on the discord and we chat like every day i actually think it's really cool i enjoy it i enjoy like the amount of conversations from just like the 15 initial beta users is like really really great actually um so anyway whatever uh Cool. Everyone. Thank you so much. Yes. And Christopher, uh, he's asking about, uh, if I did some DCF for, for beginners, I did a full DCF course on ROIC. So if you just like, if you just, uh, do a month ROIC for 999, right. Um, in five, five, five day, um, like, uh, I guess trial free trial period. You can, you can like, I, you can just watch all the videos in five days. And save them down, I guess, if you really want to get around it. Uh, but again, I, try, I put everything that I can do that I can possibly do on rogue, And that's like, that's the mentality. And we're going to keep, we're going to like, just try to make it as, as affordable as possible. Because right now we're trying to get like, again, we're all going, this, the whole point is in 30 years, Bitcoin's going to be, wait, in 30 years, Bitcoin's going to be half a million. Our stocks that we were buying innovation at reasonable prices are going to be returning really well. And we'll do a meetup on, in some really cool place. Um, 30 years, we'll all be a lot older. Okay, Um, guys, if you're asking about Fubo, rewind the video, we talked about Fubo. We talked about Fubo, we did a full analysis and price target on Rogue. so please join, thank you so much. Um, The first question, so, and if you guys have a question, the questions get prioritized and you can submit your questions um, on the Meeting Pulse uh, link in the description so it's like at meet.ps slash a couple cents and you guys can upvote uh, your the topics that we talk about because we have to st- start staying focused uh, thank you so much for being here um, so the, the top the most top upvoted question is about Albertsons um, ticker ACI so let's pull that guy up um, and I really need a, a Jamie to the Rogan but I can't afford that <laughs> Um, all right, so hold on. Let me, I have to hide some stuff. Uh, trading view. All right, stream slide. Okay, let's do this. Ticker ACI. OGs, no. People on ROIC know this was at one point our top pick. It was, it's I think still one of our—it's still a position on the Roic Big Board. Go join if you haven't—if you haven't joined already—and see it. We started recommending this thing, uh, or not recommend like we—we we started buying this thing in the kind of around here range, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's actually really interesting. This one is one that I think the Roic community and I'm always looking for feedback, right? Um, why? There was so much anxiety around the stock when it wasn't really moving from here to here, and people are like, "Justin, what? Like, why? Like, what do you think? Like, what do you think? It's not moving. It's not moving." We're all like, let's, "I'm gonna re- erase my mind, other than obviously like my experience and my skill set." If you, if you just took 2020 and you just started buying stocks in 2020, which is there's no shame in that, right? Uh, you would think that stonk, stonks always go up and they go up big and they go up a lot, right? But if you were in the doldrums, if you were like me and interested in stocks back in 2005 and then the great financial crisis happened and you are in this period of time of like, some of you people have been, um, uh, Some of you have been, you know, in this, uh, let's see. Okay, this is interesting. Some interesting comments. Uh, Some of you have been obviously investing since like as much as I have or longer, right? And uh, if you went back to 2014, you'd be really bored. Or I mean, some, some of the time, like the volatility in stocks were really low. It was just a slow, steady grind upwards. And at that point, right, from from 2016 to 2019, right, I, like I didn't really do my personal stock-specific analysis other than some some cool crypto stuff or some like pre-IPO stuff because the it, it just made a lot of sense to buy ETFs. But all I'm saying is you all need to like calm down sometimes or not you all, just like I think – we, this is a great gain, right? Um, like, if I do the math, right? If, if we're sitting 18.5 over and we started buying at 13.5, I mean, that's a 25% gain. Um, that's more than, like, the whole point is to outperform, right? So let's look at the S&P 500. I mean, maybe we underperformed, but to me, I believe that when you buy a solid company, even though it's, like, low margin, I get it. Uh, And it's boring, I get it, I get it. But I'm here, I'm not a crypto guy. I'm not just a public equities guy. I'm not just a tech guy. Like the whole whole point of why we named it ROIC is because I'm looking for the highest, best return on invested capital for the risk we're taking on at any given time. There's a reason why me and my colleagues went, bought millions of dollars in assets in, in Nashville real estate in 2016 or something like that, 16, 17, because that was a better risk reward than stock the stock market, and we killed it, we killed it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna always throughout my life until I'm in six feet under, I'm gonna be looking for the best risk reward investment, and I understand that the upside is a lot lower with something like an ACI than like a lemonade, which we have we, we took a flyer in lemonade, right? Like, we own Lemonade. Like, yes, we own Tesla. I don't want to give away the full big board. But, but the risk of Lemonade crashing really hard because the valuation is fairy dust, right? The valuation is so ethereal uh, out there versus buying a company at like four. T- at one point, when we were buying down here, it was like four times EBITDA. It just went public. It was just down from IPO, uncovered, unloved. Like, and now it's, now it's up 25%. And so if we look over the same period of time, um, 13 or so, let's see, what was that? September. I mean, so around that time, the S and P was at like 3,400, right? Something like that. 3,400. And now it's at 3,800. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've more than doubled the performance of the S and P 500 which has is, which is gained about 12% around that time. And I would say the conviction level I had about that stock is, was like I, don't need, like, I don't need to lose any more sleep at night because I'm not sleeping in general. So we can do this as a community. I don't need to lose any more sleep on these high flyer stocks because one of these days, a reckoning will come. I'm telling you, a reckoning will come. So I'm just trying, like I, I feel it too. I'm a human. We all feel uh, FOMO. We all feel like, man, like, okay, fine. Like, ACI is so boring. We only got like a 25% or 20% or some of you that might've gotten late, like 15% return on it when lemonade's like tripling and blah, 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 blah. So I know there are people in the chat because I'm close to some of you. You all remember the tech bubble and you all remember 2008. Um, So anyway, uh, ACI valuation play. Uh, price target is on the rogue big board. I'm still holding. still holding, still holding, right? Zoom out, take take a if, if you want to be extremely aggressive, like that's that's yours. and that's why I, like that's why that it, I think it's interesting. you don't need to mirror the big board exactly. You can strip it out if you if you like, right? Or some people use leverage. I don't like leverage, so I don't I just don't use leverage. so that's cool. Um, so that was six. We're gonna mark that oh, one is done. Okay. By far the most requested, um, okay, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, uh, yeah. Okay. So my HHH, my boss poured everything he has into rocket and 19 it's been months and little to no return. That's what I think we looked at rocket. I forget what I said. I think we, uh, I think I forget what we what we said about that, but I de- what well, we clearly didn't like it enough to buy it. Rob, do you think that Buffett feels FOMO? No, he's he's a legend. He's a legend, because he's also like super quirky, right? Talk about a billionaire. At one point, richest, second richest man in the world. Maybe he was richest man at at one point. The guy lives in Omaha, eats the same breakfast every day, and if he's having a good day, he'll have like uh, he'll he'll spend like a fifty cents more for like the the like, uh, the McDonald's sandwich with the sausage or something. You know what I mean? Like he's not a FOMO guy. He has all the money in the world and has spent his whole life nose in books and in the value investing world, right? Like I'm an innovation guy. We're just like forward thinking people are like, I guess not forward thinking people, but like, I guess tech oriented people I feel like are just a little bit more, uh, FOMO or prone to FOMO. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think that, uh, he feels he feels any fomo, um, but that's a personality type that's a personality type, and he's missed out on Apple when we were in Apple, i mean before we did all this he's missed out on um just a lot of different things, right um, but is he wrong? no, did he fail no, he didn't fail. missing out on a lemonade isn't failing or didn't go n- not going all in on a five xer isn't failing what's failing is getting wiped out, um, in, in like, because you're buying, 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 and it's musical chairs. And the only way you, you lose musical chairs, is if you don't quit while you're ahead. Right. So, okay. By far the most requested today is IPOE. Yes. Yes. Our, uh, our savior Chamath Polyapatiya, Everyone loves him. I really like him. I really like him. I don't know, though. I'm a little doubtful on some of these, uh, some of these specs. And I think his heart, was, heart is in the right place, meaning like I don't think he's like his specs. He's not taking like fees, uh, in like I don't think he's even his fees are not even comparably as high as some of the other egregious ones. I think he really believes that he's he's allowing folks to invest in innovation behind him. Um, I don't love the Virgin Galactic story. I don't love the Open Door story. Uh, I like Open Door much better than I like uh, Virgin Galactic. And another stock that has done is one of our best winners. I mean, we've got, we've got a good amount of winners. Um, and again, guys, we only started tracking the big board since like August. So it understates equity returns. Just keep that in mind. And clearly overstates our Bitcoin return. Um, but I mean, you got to start somewhere. Right. Uh, and, and you guys have to start auditing me at, at some point too. Um, so like Zillow, right. I don't need to take the risk that, that open door presented. You guys go look like a lot of you are new to the YouTube channel. Go look at my old, like open door coverage. I don't remember when I did it. It was like right when, before it was when the deal was like being rumored, I think. And I don't need to take that kind of risk to get a double. I think even in the Open Door video, I said I'd rather own Zillow because, as revenue, we liked the valuation. We liked the dominance of its marketplace. It also has it's more resource than Open Door. I don't care if Chamath Palihapitiya puts 100%, 120, and 50% of his net worth into Open Door. They're not going to have the resources that Zillow has structurally like mar- like barriers to entry wise and just money right right uh we can take less risk and still catch double here which i think we did okay cool ipoe uh let's let's look at it together this one's going to be a kind of a long one i pulled it up uh before we started the stream for those of you that uh don't know what ipoe is um IPOA, IPOB, IPOC, IPOD, IPOE, IPOF, IPOG are a series of SPACs that Chamath Palihapitiya raised to go go find innovative companies that he can go buy and take public. IPOA was, uh, let's do this together. IPOA, I believe, was virgin. So it stands for Social Capital Hedis Sophia Holdings. Um, yeah, it was Virgin Galactic, right? That's the space tourism company. IPOB. Wow, this is coming back. Open Door, which we covered. IPOC. What, did we cover this one? What was IPOC? Clover Health. We covered this one, I think. We definitely covered this at, in, on a live. I'm not sure if I did a, a video on it. Um, I, ha- I think I did a video on this one. IPOC ipod okay i guess oh i guess that spells ipod (laughs) uh it's funny how that works uh i don't think this one was rumored yet someone someone put it in the chat if if i missed this one but now we're talking about ipoe which has just filed to acquire sofi Social finance finance social finance you guys have seen this thing right? They they're all over the ads Um, Let me me Scoot over here Okay Okay, can you guys see or do we need to go to the full screen view? Yes, please like the video love you all thank you so much for being here even if you disagree with like my stock like stock Analysis, that's the whole point. We're our own investment committee. We're always going to disagree and hopefully by committee we can outperform. Yeah, IPOD is not out yet. Um, let me know if you can see this. Put it in the chat. If not, then I'll have to go full screen. I'm kind of lazy today. Uh, clearly, I'm in a sweatshirt. Uh, okay. So, oh, man, I, I can't even see this. All right, l- let me, let's go to full, full screen. Let me put this back. It's desktop go up here desktop all right all right let's let's look at this guy together i know david you're here right i think you're here i think i saw you david's probably already seen this he's he has great coverage of uh of these specs go follow david if you if you haven't already um okay cool uh Okay, so what they do and my understanding of what they do is it's peer-to-peer lending, I believe. So it's kind of like lending club. Let's let's take a look though. Okay, so they're sometimes hard they don't actually give you like okay, why SoFi? Fastest way to do everything. You can apply and borrow borrow money, you can open an account, you can buy and sell stocks. Okay. All right. Maybe I need to, I need to, uh, let's go to actually their website. What do they do? I, I'm not, I'm not, I am i do not like borrowing money, personal loans. So I don't, I, that's why I just haven't really paid too much attention for them. Okay. So get your money, right. Um, okay. So this is like a, uh, mint.com competitor. It looks like so if I money, um, Spend, save, and savor the rewards. Okay, they've got like a debit card that you earn rewards. Invest, oh man, everyone and their mom has an investing app now. Um, Okay. (laughs) There are so many app brokerages now, it's insane. Some of them gotta go out of business. Okay, designed to help you pay down debt. Okay, here's a credit card, 2% cash back. Student loan financing, refinancing. Okay, so these are loans. Okay, so they started in loans, I know that. Okay, private student loans, personal loans. They really started in this. It looks like they've expanded to try to be more of a, uh, I guess, ubiquitous consumer finance app. Um, And for some reason, I'm remembering, someone put in the uh, chat, it's peer, right? It's not like centralized. I believe that you're actually getting this money from other people. Uh and I, I just it's gonna be a little bit hard to pull it up. Member benefits. Okay, so they're doing a little social thing like education, which is kind of cool. Um about how it works. Okay, a modern take on your okay, let's pull up the chat uh, the chart, right? I P O E. This is the stock we're talking about. It's popped. And everyone's asking about it. It's almost double because of this news. Um, different kind of finance company whose goal is to help people get their money right. Our products are built around our members. Okay, get your money right. Gotcha, gotcha. Not a bank in a good way. While we do offer many of the same products, SoFi is not a bank. We're still, still held to the high regulatory and compliance standards. Um, okay, so what are you then? Okay, well, they're not a bank, but what are they? (laughs) Maybe Wikipedia can help us out. Okay. Online personal finance company, mobile first, suite of financial products, like loans, refinancing, a lot of loans. That's how they probably make the majority of their money. Um, Utilize an alumni-funded lending model that connected students with recent graduates yeah, so it's peer to peer. So you're you're borrowing money from other like private lenders. I think they aggregate those lenders. Um, I'm just they don't really tout that, so it's kind of confusing to me. Uh, they might have pivoted. See, since that, but let's move on. Right, we only have so much time. Um, okay, what? Why why would I borrow or use SoFi rather than Chase? That's the question. That's the question. Or would I prefer a decentralized finance app? Um, okay. Tech disruptors. continue. Okay. The, I, I feel like I see this slide everywhere. Like, I don't, I I understand that, but you, like so far, you, you're not Amazon. You're not Walmart. You're not Alibaba. <laughs> you're not, you're, I, I can guarantee you're probably never going to be Amazon. Uh, no, so far. trust me. And I laugh at this because I made these decks in investment banking. I made these decks. Um, Okay, uh, now is so far is time for financial services, Visa, JP Morgan, $2 trillion opportunity. But we're just like how Amazon did to Walmart and Home Depot, we will also do to Wells Fargo and Visa. Like, that's the story. Do you believe in it? Um, digital revolution, one stop shop, six consecutive quarters of member growth powerful cross buy. I believe in the cross buy. Once someone goes on a on a financial platform, it does look pretty cool. Like you're going to use them for all your stuff. You're going to use them for all your stuff. Like like I find myself buying, wanting to buy auto insurance from Lemonade myself as a consumer because I have homeowners insurance with them. And because and I the experience is so much better. And I really don't even like to shop against Lemonade. I know I would rather borrow money from rocket mortgage because the experience was just so much better. And if I want a car loan, I'd rather go to rocket mortgage, right? Like similarly. So I believe that piece, um, compounded growth for decades. Okay. Lots of fluff as usual. Okay. Uh, just a lot of fluff. The winner takes most. Yes, I get it. Um, Shift to digital, okay. Up for grabs, up for grabs. Consumers are left using multiple accounts given the lack of an integrated one. Mm, sort of, I guess, agree to disagree. SoFi uniquely offers financial. So they're basically building a bank-ish, but on track to exceed thirty-three million members in 2021, up 75% after uh, six consecutive quarters of accelerating year-over-year growth. Okay, crazy. Everyone's at home, and they're looking for mobile banking options. Nearly, de- I would like so a lot of these mobile finance companies have gotten a one-time boost. In my opinion, I mean, I don't think it's going away, but a one-time boost this year because uh, stimulus check partnership. So that that's part of the reason why the Cash App really you were people were able to get their stim their Stimi checks to their Cash App. Which is like drove a ton of volume. So I, I'm I'm curious to know if this is the case here. Um, nearly doubling our multi-product members to whatever. Okay, so they got three million total members, and 775 thousand multi-product members. So that's the cross sell across products. A member experience and full suite of products. Multi-product usage leads to best-in-class unit economics and greater lifetime value for each member. What's your CLV? Um, variable profit, 44% profit margin, member acquisition, variable ops. Okay. So it's pretty straight flow through after you acquire your, your members. It's pretty good actually. Uh, And then they're saying if I can, if I can sell them one more. So if I get someone on one loan, this is my profit margin and if I can cross-sell them another loan or another product, then this is my profit margin, 80%. But like, obviously, because it's software, they're not putting it up the capital. I think this is peer-to-peer. It's very weird that they're not telling me right now, straight up, that it's peer-to-peer. Maybe that's Chamath's job. I haven't, I haven't watched any clips of him yet on this one. Uh, 65% of home loans. Okay, I know that, how that works. Acquisition cost per funded loan. For 400 bucks per funded loan. $15,000. Oh, home loans. Okay, so they have to compete against home loans. They have to compete against Rocket Mortgage. Home loans cross buying. Think about that. Let's look how that works. That's really interesting. Products home loans, mortgages. Home loan cross-buying. Okay. 10% down, 100% home. Okay, provided by Zillow, competitive rates. Why Sofi mortgages? Mortgages choose from Pre-qualify without the hassle, select your loan, receive the funds, typical ones, states they lend to, SoFi home loan process. Very interesting, something that we should probably look at uh, about how they compare against a rocket mortgage, which is super easy to take care of everything um continuing momentum okay i got it uh productivity loop uh, okay this is their flywheel tech platform galileo via galileo products okay i don't know what galileo is maybe you guys can put it in the chat Okay. Hey, uh, late notice. You're saying SoFi is the Ally Bank of Lending. Okay. Okay. Let's get to the financials. So they're giving us projections. They are break even right now. Good time to go public. Sorry. Good time to go public. Um, They are growing at 58% 58% a year for 2021 estimated. I don't understand. I guess people were buying homes less. This makes sense. If they were growing 87% a year in 19, like this does make sense to me because if if I want to see a revenue breakdown, but if the majority of their revenues were our home loans and student loans and school was paused and home buying was paused this year and still is. Right. I mean, that makes sense why they would see growth cut in almost a third, right? A third to a half. Um, and then it should pop in the, okay. So that, that's not absurd to me. Um, and that would imply adjusted EBITDA of 1.2 billion in 2025. Galileo, Figaro, lending, tech, financial services, and um, oh, on the late notice, uh, they're targeting student loans. They're hoping students will stick with them throughout future loans for all their needs. Okay, this is interesting. Thank you, everyone who knows. Please put in the chat if you know more than me, because I'm looking at this with fresh eyes. Um. They're targeting a younger audience, but so is Rocket Mortgage. Remember that. Remember that. Galileo is a banking tech firm they bought for 1.2 bill. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Um, Yeah. So Papa Chief, I don't know if you knew this. Okay. So I understand that people want to buy a lot of homes, but housing throughput There aren't a lot of sellers, that's the problem. There aren't a lot of sellers, there's a lot of refinances going on. There aren't a lot of purchases. So I need to see their revenue breakdown. Actually, we have it right here, lending. But I wanna see what kind of loans. So the majority of their revenue is lending, obviously. But I wanna see, okay, this is, they're comparing themselves against Tesla, guys. Come on, these bankers need to check themselves. Uh... Sorry, I know I have to keep talking to entertain you all, but in real analysis, is just a bunch of reading. <laughs> Uh Okay, so just a net revenue, tech platform, financial services. That's really interesting. So they're diversifying away from lending. And that's pretty cool, actually. And that's really interesting. So you don't need to believe that they 10x their lending volumes. You just need to believe that they can really cross-sell financial services meaningfully and maybe 3x lending. You see what they're assuming here? And then contribution margin, obviously, oh, interesting. The tech platform's lower. Uh, Okay. So they got like 40%, which I guess makes sense if they believe that. Financial services, they're operating at a loss right now. Gets them to 1.2 million in EBITDA. Um, Okay. So they're estimating about 350 million in corporate costs. Okay, so now they're saying we can even go higher if we became a bank. Lower cost of capital, appendix. Okay, let's look at the valuation, okay? Shall we? Shall we? Uh, Okay, I'm just gonna read the comments a little bit. Okay, sorry. Okay, So pro forma equity value at 10 is, uh, so let's say they're trading at 19, right? Is that right? In 19. IPO. E. I can't keep these straight. E. IPOE. So they're trading at 19, right? So 19. 16 billion valuation. Um, all right. So and then let's look at their val. That, you know, so 16 times, let's call it this is their contribution profit. So let's treat this as gross profit for those of you that have been here with me for a while. Um, Times or divided by, so $16.4 billion divided by forward 266 million. That's 62 times forward gross profit, contribution profit. 62 times forward gross profit or forward contribution profit. Let's go out a little further, okay. sixteen four three six point nine divided by 459, 36 times two years out forward contribution profit. Wait, we're in 2021, yeah. So, right, 36 times this number, okay. And then they basically double that. And then 16.4 bill divided by 750 mil, a 21 times 2023 contribution profit. And, okay, like, I'm going to go back here. Okay, so, I'm going to like do this. We'll see if this works. Okay, so, what do I think? I The general rule of thumb of what we're really looking at is can a company if if you're growing at like 20 to 30% I'm willing and I believe in your dominant platform that will keep compounding and growing over time I'm willing to pay 15 times possibly 17 times for you depending on the strength of the business forward gross profit now let's double that which is they're thinking they're going to grow at 60% a year, 60% or 58%, then 45 and 40. Uh, Then let's double that valuation and fine. Okay, fine. We want to buy it 30 times for gross profit. But this one, I think at 10 bucks on the SPAC, it looks fairly priced. It looks fairly priced in that regard so at 19 bucks a share it looks about twice as high as i would want to buy it at that's why we haven't covered that many specs because they're just kind of running away from us and look this thing can pump to you you saw nikola nikola no product became bigger than like the auto companies right like i think it reached it was something really insane like hundreds of, mil- of billions of dollars in value The the market, that crazy neighbor next door that wants to buy that farm from you can get as crazy as you think. I just, I'm not in the business of predicting the markets. I'm not in the business of predicting that crazy neighbor and how crazy that neighbor will be tomorrow because that crazy neighbor tomorrow could say, I'll buy it for 25 bucks or I'll buy it for uh, $10. I don't know what Mr. Crazy Neighbor is gonna do. All I know is the price I'm willing to pay for business if I were to buy the whole thing myself. That's all we do here. That's what fundamental analysis is. We can sprinkle in a little bit of momentum and whatever and get these experts that know like technical stuff. But guess what? There aren't like, there's no Warren Buffett, there's like one Warren Buffett of technical stuff. And it's like Paul Tudor-Jones kind of, if that. Otherwise, everyone's fundamental, whether you're a macro guy like Soros or um, Dalio, like those guys are fundamental macro guys, like Buffett, Tepper, Ackman, all these people are fundamental, right? They don't predict what the market's going to do unless you're Ackman and you go on CNBC and say, hell is coming. And then you have these like insurance products and you make a lot of money doing that, which we're not going to do, obviously. Um, Cool. And also, this app is going to be competing directly with like a lending club with uh, what do we say? like rocket mortgage for home loans, uh, lots of other companies, lots of other companies. Um, and I think they only did their brokerage because they saw how popular like people are on apps and stocks buying stocks on apps is are is. Um, and they were like, that's a good loss leader to get people on our platform because once we get on people on our platform, then we have them, which is like, that's really interesting, right? So, I mean, I promised you guys we're gonna go deeper and longer, so I'm sorry I can't cover as much. Um, guys, asking about QuantumScape, quantum scape, I did a, a YouTube video on it, so go on my channel. I did a YouTube video way back when. This was before they even merged with the SPAC, and I know it had its Robinhood, bull like pump and then dump, I think. So just go watch that video. I don't think my views really that changed that much since then. Um, so. Anyway, uh, I forget. Where, oh yeah, the last example I wanted to say is I had to think about it like this: What makes me switch from Chase? I bank with a lot. I bank with many banks, but let's just say J.P. Morgan Chase. It's it's the biggest one in the states that I've lived in that I know of. J.P. Morgan Chase gets you in because we're a reputable, like depository. You put your money there. We have a bunch of branches so you can get your cash. But guess what? I hate going to the branch. So I am now moving towards an online banker. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily do mortgages with them because I shot my mortgage across Rocket and all these other things, right? I don't really care about wiring people money. I'm not wiring anybody money. Uh, But since my money is there and they can transfer internally like in a second... I have, a, I have a lot of money in their brokerage, even though their brokerage won't let me buy ETHE or GBTC. And that really makes me mad, by the way. But um, what would make me switch? Well, there's some comfort level of, do I trust this like online only bank that hasn't been around that long with however much money, right? Like FDIC insurance goes up to what, 200,000, something like that. What would make you go like switch all your financial services to social? I mean, I guess you don't need to believe that in order for that to be a, but what would make you believe, what would make you switch from some of these uh, like home mortgage, like mortgages, home loans, and let's see, what else? Trading stocks on here, it's a lot of loans, insurance, they're gonna compete against lemonade here. This does seem a little bit like a platform play versus best in class, right? So this best in class is lemonade for what they're trying to do, mobile oriented, easy experience insurance. Home loans, best in class is rocket, ticker RKT, right? We, we That's been around for a while. Private student loans, I mean, they started out there and they've, they're they pivoting. I think the TAM isn't as big as everyone thought, right? So if I go personal loans, uh, Ally Bank is on there, right? So uh, late notice you were telling me about, um, oh, sorry, Cynthia Cook is a bot, I'm sorry. Guys, first of all, if anybody has uh, any ideas on, sorry, I just banned that. Um, On how like I get these like fake or clone accounts like posting, replying to everyone's messages. I try to reply to a lot of messages. I think I do a good job, at least in the first like couple days after I post a video. So just like if if you get a weird message that is trying to get you to like call or email or call or email some weird person, like that's not me. I'm a couple cents at gmail.com and I have one one website, it's a couple cents.com. That's it. If it's anything other than that, it's like a spam account. FYI. Um, okay, Credible, Lending Tree, Credit Karma, Discover Loans. I know they do loans. Nerd, uh, wait, that's not one. SoFi's here. Uh, lending Club, like we talked about, Upstart. Marcus by Goldman Sachs. They're trying to go super, right? Like, and now Apple's partnering with Marcus, I think, for their credit card. Everyone's really rushing into this space. Um, so what's going to make me switch i don't know i think you need a combination of i feel safe with them and at, at a certain point like i'm going to compare i'm probably not going to use their tra- their brokerage cuz they're not best in class i'm probably not going to like for for loans i could look i could use them cuz i really don't care who lends me the money cuz once i have the money like i don't care i don't care who i have to pay back um, because if they go out of business, they're like, okay, that's fine. Right. Um, but I, people do shop loans, right? On interest rate, APR, all that stuff. So that's just, okay. I know we went really deep dive. So let's, let's go to another topic. What's another topic. Let's go to the next topic. Oh, we got to do voicemails. Let's do some voicemails. Okay. Let me answer this one question on the board real quick. Um, I I knew I was going to get a question about this. Um, What's your perspective on adhering to your previously determined percentage asset allocation and regularly rebalancing versus just letting it ride specifically with Bitcoin, which is now at 20% allocation when it was previously at 10. It's a really good question. Thank you so much for asking that. Um, Bitcoin's weird. There's a concept letting your winners ride. But I've also said you should also take some money off the table. Now, I agree here. Um, um, I agree with that, and they both can be right and not and can both not be mutually exclusive. I've I'm starting to think about dollar selling down the Bitcoin position back to where it should be. Uh, mentally, in my head, I think that starts. Somewhere in that 55,000, the lowest upside scenario in the stock to flow, whatever. And also I'm looking at the GBTC premium, which generally used to track euphoria. And I'm also looking at the supply charts on the exchanges. Now I know that some of this is technical and I mean, I could be wrong here, but well, I could be wrong. We have a great cost basis. So what do I think a crash looks like is 40% from here. So going from forty thousand to twenty five or something, right? I mean, we bought this thing below twenty, so there's some there's some cognitive bias there that I have about letting it ride, uh, like I guess playing with house money. That bias, I forget the actual name for that bias, Um, but my fundamental explanation for that is Bitcoin operates on a log scale. Okay? So that means that you plot uh, exponential factors of 10 instead of uh, arithmetic uh, like on the on the y-axis, right? Um, I will. We're tracking to it. We're hitting 40 and we're hitting it way faster than I thought we were. I fully expect... A Bitcoin drawdown of 30%, something like that, before rallying higher. And personally, I think like this is just like we're getting outside of fundamentalness, right? Like I'm fundamental on Bitcoin on a decade long basis and in trading in and out of it. There's there's this like angel, there, there are two opposing forces with the portfolio management here, which is why there's really no active portfolio management science, right? It's style. In my style right now, I have these two, two, two things talking at me. One is take some money off the table. You're up a lot on the big board. Also, people are going to call you just a Bitcoin person, right? Um, on the other hand, I have let the winners ride and hold for the long term. And Justin, you're an idiot. Y- your mistakes from when you were in like grade school through high school what were selling Google too early, selling Apple too early, and selling Amazon too early for a double, triple, quadruple, quintuple. We're never gonna be right. No one's ever gonna time it perfectly. You just have to dollar cost average in and dollar cost average out when you think the euphoria is too much. I think the euphoria is still kind of starting I don't think but the crash and the peak last time happened over three weeks, so it's going to happen really, really quick. So I think for now, when I'm sitting, I'm going to start DCAing out, so negative DCA, um, at least reduce I'm never going to sell out of it, right? Probably around 55,000 on Bitcoin, but it's an evolving analysis. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't get any more f- fundamental about this anymore. Because the target price is half a million over a decade, so what are you going to do with it? You can either take it off the big board and basically say, "Hey, Roic members, like we don't own, it, like we own it, but just forget about it." Or what I think is, it's a liquid asset. Let's just track them all, and you guys can all follow along. So, um, yeah, Varsity, I love this. I love this comment. Imagine me having about seven percent annual gains. Um, yeah. So James. Uh, On the big board, I believe we bought it in, we bought in, like, well, we started tracking the big board, right? In late August. So what was, what was, that's a good, that's a good point. Although it is a cognitive bias because like Warren Buffett says, every day you don't sell, you buy again. Every day you don't sell, you buy again. That's like an old Buffett quote. Uh, We bought in August, at like tw- yeah like a 10 to 11,000 on bitcoin that's when we started tracking the big board and i i thought that that position was going to stay 10% for a long time whatever i'm not going i'm not going to look at a gift gift horse in its mouth you know okay let's move on to voicemails i know i haven't uh, we got some to churn through but thank you so much for sticking with here with me, um, as usual, we're brought to you by Fundrise. Go check them out if you want to invest in private real estate that's uncorrelated with public markets, and you want to basically buy into a. a I mean, they've got their own investment team, which is awesome, and you can pick like what kind of, um, what kind of like portfolio you. You uh, here, hold on. Let me let me go. So Fundrise.com/slash a couple cents. Um, you can pick which portfolio you want to buy into. They have different types of like, do you want like dividend income real estate or do you want like growth in growing, you know? Uh, and they just came out with a new, uh, I have to, I have to get, on, get on a call with them. They just came out with a new fund. Um, but basically like this concept is they have a whole investment team of like real estate folks that go around um, pooling up these institutional quality real estate uh, without the high fees. And it's private and pretty cool. So just definitely go check them out. Um, I know this isn't gonna be for everyone because everyone's here for like liquid stocks and crypto and all that stuff. But um, I believe the key to uh, us keeping this up and retiring in 20 years, very happy, 30 years, very happy, is diversifying, always never going all in, right? Uh, but taking concentrated bets in the best ROI that you can find in the world, um, and the highest conviction compared to the risk, right? Like obviously buying out of the money calls in a penny stock is going to be the highest upside, but the risk is a hundred percent wipeout and you have zero conviction. If this penny, this pink sheet stock is going to go up or down. So it's, it's, it's definitely a, a great place to, uh, Diversify portfolio in. So, if you guys are are more like like oh like I think this is a good example of something that if you don't want to have to manage real estate yourself, and, but you want income producing real estate, but all the REITs are overpriced right now, um, probably a good probably good option. So go check them out. It's pretty cool. Uh, let's go. To, let's go to voicemails. I'll start with the ones from today.
1: Hey Justin, I uh, just wanted to say thanks for everything. You've done with Sense. I really appreciate the time you put into making valuable content and uh, making it affordable. Um, and I, I was hoping you could look into the valuation or uh, give your thoughts on Adyen. Um, they're a single payment platform for organizations that helps uh, create cost savings on fees. Um, it helps improve organizational efficiencies and consolidate data for use and growing your business. Um, and eBay is replacing PayPal for Adyen, and they already have Facebook, Microsoft, Uber, and Spotify as customers. So, um, you know, it looks really promising, and I, I, I have an investment in it. Um, but, you know, I'm curious about the valuation and, like, you know, is, is this reasonably evaluated. So um, thank you very much, and
0: um, have a good day. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Adyen. Adyen stock. Hey, can can you guys put in the chat? I'm trying to find, uh, trying to find the stock. Investor relations, I guess they can tell me themselves. Uh, Adyen, oh, it's a European stock. Adyen stock. Okay, that's what's throwing me off. Okay, so Adyen, t- two hundred forty billion in processed volume. 280 million in EBITDA. Ooh, Europe. Yeah, sorry, Euros. Um, What is Stripe? Okay. So they're a accept payments anywhere, everywhere. Oh, this actually looks like square. So they got hardware. You guys see this? You guys see what I'm I'm looking at? Okay. This looks like square POS payments. Okay. This looks like square uh, without the cash app, it looks like square with, um, with more of just that piece of the business. Uh, let's go to add in. I can't show you some of this. A D Y Y F there you go. OTC. So they are trading at ninety times forward EBITDA, but growing at like that thirty to fifty percent clip. Ninety times, Trying to find—they got interesting gross profit numbers. I, mean, I think I have to go manual here. Adian, do you guys have you guys are you, any European? I guess it's late. It's super late for you European uh, folks. But uh, this looks really expensive, but they're growing really fast. Let me see. Company docs. Elias, is Pershing Square's SPAC going to be Stripe? That would be insane. I don't think think so. I think Stripe is so... uh, They are like the darling of Silicon Valley, Stripe is. And I do not think that they're going to go the SPAC route. Like I think that's going to go the Airbnb IPO route. Like everybody and their mom's going to want some Stripe. I'm. I'm gonna cover Stripe. We're gonna like talk about it on the YouTube channel. Um, all right. Adyen. This one's tough. Hold on. I guess they just report revenues in EBITDA. So they're they're trading at. Let's see if their EBITDA is relatively variable first. If they're growing at somewhere in that like 35 to 50% range. Okay, but th- see, okay, so the- here's an interesting thing. They're ins so ticker A-D-Y-N in, in the Netherlands, I believe, and, and AD, their OTC ticker is A-D-Y-Y-F. Yeah, their EBITDA margins are have stayed pretty variable at like... Well, they're kind of growing too. So they're about 55% EBITDA margin. So let's just kind of treat that like... like so they're trading at 90 times 2021 for next 12 months EBITDA. Very, very, very expensive. Yeah, it's too expensive for me. Sorry. So 90 times, let's just assume that's like a gross profit number. Even if they keep growing at this clip, let's just even like, let's just say they grow up 40% compounded, which is crazy. Yeah, I I agree. So, uh, who said this? Yeah. Late notice just by square, why get gamble on Adyen? Yeah. Like I think squares valuation is much more reasonable. Um, Let's look. Let, let me let me just do this one math for for the caller. Just one point. Let's say they grow forty percent times forty percent times forty percent times forty percent times forty so, percent. So sorry. So if I go four thirty times 1.4, 300 times. Times one before. Okay, so when does it start getting attractive? If they're trading at a sixty-eight billion dollar val, it's called sixty-five billion dollar val, divided by. Yeah, it, it just it's too it's too highly priced for me. Like, you never get it to get to be like 30 times EBITDA. It takes like five years to get there. So it's just too expensive. Uh, we're getting spammed again, guys. Um, okay. Okay, so, oh, next, sorry, next, next voicemail.
1: Hi, my name is Jazz and I'm 20 years old. I recently started investing by watching your videos, lost a lot of money day trading, but now I am long-term investing. And I just want your thoughts on the stock Beyond Meat and also the ticker Ride, R-I-D-E. Um, thank you so much for your, all your help. And I am a heroic member supporting you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate, appreciate the support. Yeah. So I've seen this happen before multiple cycles. Um, the day, tra- like the day trading, you're going to lose eventually, or like a lot of people will lose eventually. So, um, welcome. This is, this is the way like the Mandalorian. This is the way, right? This is the way that you, that you make money over, like with higher conviction. Um, instead of like, first of all, you're not going to make more money day trading than, uh, like investing in yourself, education, getting a high paying job and all that stuff. So, and long-term investing and paying attention to your investments, but long-term investing generally, like you can have an amazing career and compound your money. Um, Let's look at Beyond me. I did get I think through socials, I've gotten a bunch of questions about this because it tanked, did it tank? Did it tank? People have been asking me about this one since like it ran up in September. This was a win, this is a win. I count uh, stocks that like losses we avoid, more as wins than as, as wins. Like what I consider to be a win is a stock that we've avoided, that would have wiped out a bunch of capital versus, and I don't really get that upset about stocks that have ripped and we missed it. Right. If you go, if you go chasing waterfalls, right. Or rainbows and waterfalls, you're going to be, you're going to jump off a cliff at some point. Um, anyway, this thing was so absurd absurdly priced. Still is. Hold on. Oh, wait, I can't show you this. Sorry. Um, so now it's trading at 34 times forward gross profit. But interesting. Interesting. But they're growing at like, they're like doubling every year. They're not quite doubling. They're growing at 50% a year. So if Beyond Meat has doubled the growth we look for at 15 times forward gross profit, 15 to 17 times, they got really low margins, though. Got really low margins. Um, So this one's tough. Yeah, I, I still don't like it. So it's trading at 34 times forward gross profit and double the growth. So it's not crazy anymore. Because I remember looking at this thing and this was like 60 times forward gross profit. Like, no way. Like, just get out of here, right? Take your vegan ba- meatballs away from here. Although it tastes good. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't taste like meat. Have, have you guys had Beyond Meat yet or Impossible Foods? Um. All right. We're getting more spams. Hold on. Let me hide this user. Hide user. Okay. Um, have you guys had Beyond Meat? Like, it's good. It tastes good. But to me, it doesn't taste really like meat. But I listened to the CEO. It's, it's like pretty cool concept. Um, and, uh, yeah. So it's getting more reasonable. And if I like, I might start taking a flyer if you believe that they're going to start, like, taking share from meat. Uh and the CEO, I listened to a full interview with him, and uh, he said something about uh, he doesn't care about uh, positioning himself. He's just gonna make the best meat that he can make, and the rest will follow. I think that if if Beyond Meat can can make a good-tasting meat that is meat-ish thing, that, I don't know, that, uh, hold on. V- D says it tastes like crap. Tattoo if is freezer, f- or Tattoo Chef is freezer food, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, I just, I think it's a little too far out for me. So I, I'm avoiding this one still, but it's getting more, like, out of the stratosphere. Like, I think the, the reason why I crashed so hard was it was stratospherically too overpriced. Cool. Oh, we're already at an hour and a half. I'm sorry. So let's go another 10 minutes, and... Um, and then we don't have a giveaway, guys. If you're a Roic member, please, like I said from the very beginning, um, we're about 60% of the way there. I think we can get there in the next few months if we just, like, if I just pump out content and you guys can help me out. Um, the referral program: $10 Amazon gift cards for every referral, or $20 in uh, Roic store credit. So go tell your friends. Um, let's do a few more. Uh, I know I didn't get to a lot of these voicemails. I'm I'm really sorry. Sometimes I just lose track of time. I'm gonna I'm gonna nitpick some of these. Um, okay. Let's, let's do
1: this. Uh, hey, Justin. I was just wondering what your thoughts were on <clears throat> on when to invest in, say, a sector-specific or thematic ETF versus a single name. So, for example, earlier today I started a position in Salesforce, but I was also considering just buying um, the CLOU, Cloud Computing ETF, Um, but I ended up just going with Salesforce. I was just wondering what your thoughts were on uh, which
0: one is better and when and what you would rather do. Thanks. Uh, This is a really good question that I can answer pretty succinctly. So, you buy one company, like a Microsoft, that... Has such dominant network effects, or barriers to entry, or moats, and is just reinvesting that capital to just be even more dominant. So a good example of that is Amazon, right? Buy that company, best in class. Not only is it best in class, it like it's like Derek uh, for uh, NFL, Ameri- or NFL watching Americans. It's like Derek Henry versus a bunch of high school running backs, right? Like when it's that, you go with a single stock. But when it's like a nascent theme, for example, like sports betting or cannabis or some of these things where there isn't a single player and nobody has domination and nobody really like, well, you know what I mean? That's when you go thematic ETF, okay? That's when you go thematic ETF. When you don't know who the winner is, when you already know who the winner is, chances are you can probably do better by picking like two or three of the winners. But if it's like a theme that you believe in and you're going top down, like I believe that Justin, I don't love sports betting's Tam. Justin's wrong. I think like everyone and their mom's going to bet like 300 bucks. Everyone and their mom's going to bet $1,000 per year and there's going to be like 200 bucks per person, per 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 user, right? Um, I think, yeah, I think I think that's when you go thematic, right? You go thematic when there's like 10, William Hill, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel. Now you got like uh, Fubo who wants to make their own. Like you, got, you have like literally 12 players there. You got Barstool Sports, Penn Gaming. You got uh, BetMGM. You got all these players. Who's gonna win? I don't know. So you buy the thematic. But I mean, I don't like that theme. But if there's a theme out there that you really like, and you think the valuations on that theme generally are fine, then that's what, that's what you go with, thematic. But if you know the winners, winners win. Winners generally tend to win until the government says, no, this is not fair. We're going to break you up. Let's go to the next one.
1: Hey, Justin. I hope your holidays is yeah. well and all is going good for you. I had a question about Beyond Meat. I've been holding it since the start of 2020. About, and I'm at a break-even point. Should I just sell and um, be okay with that wasted time, or should I hold and hope for uh, what it could be in the future? And also, what's your confidence level in the market right now? Should I be scared? Should I not be a buyer? Um, yeah. Thank you. All right. I so hope you- your holidays. I had a question about question about Beyond Meat. I've been about, and I'm at a break-even point. Out And I'm at a
0: break-even point. Okay, so I'm going to follow the Warren Buffett advice here and say every day that you don't sell, you're buying again. And I wouldn't buy Beyond Meat. And if you're break-even, I think there are better places to put it in the market. I have a list of stocks that you all have given me pre-holidays that I still have to get to that look pretty good. Um, I think the train's leaving the station on the crypto stuff like even if you're just like Beyond Meat or Ethereum, I'd rather put the money in Ethereum because neither of them constitute a big core position, right? So if you're going to take a flyer on a speculative thing, one has the ability to like 10x your money. Beyond Meat, to me, does not have the ability to take 10x your money on a fundamental basis over the next like five years or over the next two years. So I just, I would sell personally, but I guess if you really like vegan hamburgers, meatballs, and sausages, and you think that, that everybody's going to start, like there is a bull case there, and I'm starting to get convinced a little bit about it, and I'll start to, I'll buy Beyond Meat at a more expensive price when I see everybody supplementing 5% of their meat intake with Beyond Meat. Right now it's still novelty. I like to see a little bit more proof in the pudding.
1: Hello, Justin. Um, this is Tom, big fan, um, long-time watcher. Um, I was wondering if you could take a look at GIK. Um, They're doing a reverse merger with um, Lightning eMotor, um, who does have a um, PDF of a bunch of financials on their investment site. Um, I'm just trying to see if the the numbers make sense. The business model seems like it does, but I'm just trying to see if they, what their potential might be. Thank you. Have a good night.
0: Thanks Tom. Nice to hear from you. Um, thanks for being here by the way. Uh, okay. So lightning motor investors, lightning e-motors. It's going to be, it's going to be a hypey one, huh? Announcements slide deck. Okay, let's look at it together, shall we? I hope this is the one. Uh, put it in the chat if you don't think this is the one. So this is, so you say G-I-K, ticker G-I-K. This is what you're looking at. Um, okay, so. Can't spell. Gig Capital Three. Yeah, that looks like a spec to me. Trading at fourteen eight. Okay, let's. Okay, I'm gonna do this really quickly. So I like I don't really know. Okay, they make vans. Uh, what do they do? Okay, valuation at what do they do? Urban commercial commercial uh, electric vehicles. Okay, so. I guess this is like commercial electric vehicles. Okay, so they're going to compete with. Okay, that's interesting. So they're going to do trucks, Nikola electric vehicles. This makes more sense to me than like short haul. Clearly, so like these these like this makes a lot of sense to me. Again, this is a quick take. Um, we all know the TAM. Everyone loves EVs. Give me the financials, please. Okay, so they think EBITDA will be three hundred and fifteen in year f- in five years. Gross margins they think is five thirty. Um, okay, fifteen percent EBITDA margins. So let's do the math. Okay, so they're trading at 148. Okay, so it's true this is trading at a billion dollar val. Right? Am I right? A billion dollar valuation. Uh and on so then they think that they're going to get to Okay. Gross margin projections. Let's just go to, let's go two years out. We'll give it the SPAC extra help. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So they're trading, this would be like one, two, three. Okay. So we'll go like two to three years out and they're trading at seven and a half times 2023 gross, gross profit. And 25 times 2023 uh, EBITDA. This is actually reasonably priced. But do you think that they can get there? I have no clue. Do you think that they can go from zero to here? If you think that they can go from zero to here, this is going to do really well for you. If not, then you they, they won't. But I mean, it's not horribly priced. I'll leave you with that. Let's do one more voicemail, and I'm sorry I can't. Get, I couldn't get to the last three. I'm really sorry. Um, let's do one more. Okay, so I, I have a little like preview on this one. So someone's asking about GBTC and the grayscale. Um, Coin keeps going. Square is going to keep going. Yes. Yeah, so we still. I like Square. I still like Square. I don't like it as much as I did, but I still like Square from here. Um, I think Square will benefit from increased Bitcoin buying for sure, at least for the next two quarters. So I really like that. Uh, Grayscale, I think it gets too much hate. Like if you have no other way or you don't trust yourself to transfer money in or you don't trust timing, like this thing's gonna go up too far, like just buy GBTC. Or I know you have a a QBTC in in Canada. Um, Yeah, so. Yeah, so David's chiming in on this one, GIK, one of the cheapest ones compared to FII, F3Is, NGA, CIIC, on and XL. Yeah, this one looks pretty reasonable. So that, this, we're talking about Lightning Motors, ticker GIK. Um, cool, okay. Uh, but GPTC, in a pinch, it works. In a retirement account, works. I own a lot of GPTC, so. I mean, look, for something that's gonna two, three, or four times your money, you're really knitting gritting over a 20% premium. Like, I don't think you should, I don't think you should. Like I got locked down of my Coinbase account because they're, I mean, that's the biggest, most reputable company and they can't like, like their dual authentication like messed up today. I couldn't even go into my account. Uh-huh. So like buying a GBTC in my Fidelity account, like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> All right, uh, let me see if I can keep. Hey Justin, uh, cool to see Poshmark mentioned in your newsletter this morning. Uh, I think it could turn out to be a similar situation to Pinterest and how it kind of flew under the radar for a lot of investors due to its um, mainly female user base. So I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on it and its IPO. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to cover Poshmark uh, and Roblox soon. So like it's gonna be good content. So I thanks for that. I will. It's like it's on my radar now. Now that we covered it in the newsletter this morning. I think we can get through all these. Hey,
1: Justin. So I run the local, at um, my school, the business club there. I'm a co-leader there. And uh, for the next uh, few months, we're having a speaker series and where we have people in finance come in on Zoom, of course, and talk to people about investing. I was wondering, since I've seen you and watched you so much, what you can do and uh, your expertise, I was wondering if you could do a Zoom call with us of course, of course, uh, during right now, it's very busy time. So uh, if you can, not I totally understand. Um, nothing is in paper right now. Um, and if you're willing to do it, I could give you my information. you can contact me. Thank you.
0: Yeah, um, always down to I'm definitely more open to that than like all these random uh, advertisers that come to me. Um, so why don't you just email me at a couple cents at gmail.com a dot gmail.com. Um, it's in the description too, uh, and let me know. I mean, all I'd ask is a little like, Hey, join Roick and, and I'll, you know, I'm trying to teach ever as many people as I can. Um, yeah. And I agree, right? Like when I was in college or whatever, and even like people coming out of HBS, Harvard Business School, like, like the school doesn't teach you the way that you, you learn in a real fund investment community. So yeah. All right. Last one. And then, and then it's night. Crazy.
2: Hi Justin. My name is Catherine. I just uh, joined your channel not long ago. Um, Anyway, my question is about FUBU TV. Um, I bought the stock uh, before I found out about your analysis, and my average cost is at now uh, $41, and I've been trying to um, averaging the cost down but now, after reading your analysis, I am not sure I can chase it anymore. Um, my question is: Should I cut the loss or ride it out and hope for it to bounce back? Thank you. And uh, I'm also a rock member. Very happy to be here, and uh, I am um, uh, uh, very um looking forward to your answer. Thank
0: you. thank you. so much for being here. And thank you for being a Roke member, uh, Catherine. I, so like, oh, man, so you bought it, f- your average cost is 48. And you're asking to do- about dollar cost averaging back in, or like, like, I, I, I know this trade, I've done this trade, I've made this mistake, right? So you believe in a stock or you, you f- like you, you, you bought into the stock here, and then you thought you're doing well or something. And then it goes the other direction. And Right, The conventional wisdom is to, dollar, co- uh, to- sorry, dollar cost averaging as it goes down, but you only do that when you really, really believe in the company. And this is a tough one because I'm not gonna give away the ROIC analysis. So if you guys are interested in Fubo, join ROIC and read my target price and stuff. On one hand, you have Beth Kindig who is bullish. on the other hand you have Carisdale and a lot of wall street shorts that are shorted and i just kind of disagree with both of them um and the problem here isn't so much that you've dollar cost averaged in it's if i'm guessing because i know this mistake intimately everyone makes this mistake is when you're wrong you dollar cost average in, and then it keeps going down and then and then now you it's it's such a big position compared to everything else because you've just been dollar cost averaging in every single time it's been going down and now it's like down a lot. Right. I, I think this thing will put up good numbers, but I also think that I don't really know why it would go up and pump to 50 to 60 ever again. Or not ever again, but just like, I don't know, like in the near term, I don't know. It's tough, right? Personally, I think you're sent a gift here with like, if you're down, whatever, 50% or whatever that is, 33%, right? And I'm telling you, if you don't have any exposure to like Bitcoin and much smaller to Ethereum, so go look at the big board, right? If you don't have that exposure yet, Maybe f- selling that and flipping into that exposure, because like there's I'm really confident that this thing has legs., uh, maybe wait until crypto finds like another twenty percent drop, um like it did like last week for like a day. Um, otherwise, I don't I don't know. Like nobody knows. But if you're down thirty to forty percent on the position, I would say, like this thing may jump another 5, 10, like 10% and then 10%, but you're still not going to really get back to where you were. I mean, and like I've said in the past on these like kind of, uh, what do you call it? Like kind of iffy decisions where you can go either way. Uh, You could sell half and do what I said if you don't have any crypto exposure, just like a little bit, uh, some Bitcoin and then much smaller Ethereum. Um, Or you can flip that to, I mean, we're 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 actively looking at new stocks on the big for the big board, uh, or some of, like the ones that you really believe on the big board. I mean, personally though, at this moment in time, I would sell 50 to 75% of that position personally on a stylistic basis, and flip it to Bitcoin, Ethereum. Just personal, like, and there's not much fundamental to that. It's stylistic portfolio management. So, awesome. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for being here. If you're a Rogue member, thank you even more. But like, first of all, if you're not a Rogue member, I still appreciate you just even spending the time with us. Um, And thank you so much. Don't forget to like the channel and subscribe and do all that. Um, And until next time, I will see you all on Thursday. But follow me on socials. I'm active on socials and you can talk to me.